Welcome to the Beyond Belief Podcast. This is Alan. And this is Bill. We designed this podcast to have a practical conversation about Christianity. This is a conversation beyond believing and what comes after salvation. We will have a relative and realistic discussion about our faith and break down the things that make Christianity confusing. Our goal here is to bring you the gospel of Jesus Christ so that you can apply it practically to your life. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey, welcome to the show. This is the Beyond Belief Podcast, and this is Bill, and I'm joined with Alan, and today we're going to have a conversation about a conversation that we had. Yes. I wasn't going to bring that up, but hey, buddy. You weren't going to bring that up. (laughs) Uh, We got to start somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. And And now that we're on, what, episode probably 10 or something? 11 or 12. Yeah, it's irrelevant, I guess. Yeah. Um, Kick it off. Yeah, we actually, we were talking about this earlier. What sparked the conversation that sparked this was one of your devotions that you had written. Yeah. And um, it was it was titled What's in Your Wallet? And I believe, you know, a lot of people that would go to church, they'll find a Bible believing church. They attend church on a consistent basis. Um, They do. They do intentionally strive to draw closer to God. Um, a yeah, lot they have of them, good intentions. Yes, right. they have yep. good intentions. But a lot of times, it's like you said in your in your devotion, you know, people get the card. They're like, yeah, hey, I'm a Christian. Yeah, card-carrying member. Yes, I have my salvation, so I'm good. And um, that's really what sparked this whole thing. We're sitting here today because of that devotion. Yeah, and I was trying to recall really what sparked the devotions. Like, I don't know. I think I felt like I needed to do more. Like I, I was secure in where I was going with my growth and my walk, but I didn't feel like there was an answer to like, what, what do I do now? Right. I believe actually what sparked the devotion was a conversation that you and I had had. And then you did the devotion. Yeah. And then our conversation grew from that. Yeah. I I meant like what, what started me writing devotions? Oh, I I got you. And then I got to that one. I'm not sure where that was in the list of the ones that I had written. I just started writing stuff. I, the I know what happened. The devotion started, uh, because I was having conversations, uh, with the assistant pastor at church right. it, through text, I would send him a text on a thought. And he was like, man, this is a really good thought. You should write devotions. I'm like, I'm not worthy. Right. Like, I don't like, I'm going to write devotions. Most of the devotions I've read are in a book, like with horses and flowers on the front and <laughs> right. they're not geared towards men. So I was like, right. well, I wasn't sure I could do it or what I should be doing, but I knew on my heart like you and I have talked about in depth is I had my salvation and it just feels like there should be more stuff to it. Right. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and that brings up a great point. We, you know, a lot of people, a lot of denominations believe in salvation because of works. Yeah. And we want to do a work because of our salvation. Yeah. We, yeah, we still, good. we got our, our salvation secured, but we wanted to, Expand. We just wanted to do more. We just knew that there was a deeper walk, but we didn't know how to obtain that. Well, and then if you remember during that conversation, we talked about, man, there's got to be more people like us that, Definitely. you know, they get 
they get saved, or maybe they're not even at that point of getting their salvation yet. And what's holding them back is because they don't understand everything, uh, kind of in layman's terms, simple terms, right? You know, man, if it was just easier to understand, I might, I might do that. Right. And then we talked about that in earlier episodes about, uh, the words that people use and, and what they mean and, and, you know, what, what really is salvation and what comes after it and leading a Christ centered life. And that was really our initial, right. really long conversation that we allude to, but don't tell anybody about it <laughs> right. until now. Now right. we're talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're having a conversation about the conversation. And one of the things that was brought up in that conversation was sanctification. Yeah. You know, being set aside, being set aside yeah. for God's purpose. Yeah. And I believe that's, uh, you know, it's a twofold thing. You have to make yourself available yeah. for God to move, but, and, and then God will move, you know, a lot of people, and, and I'm on that list, you know, there were, there were things that I wanted to see happen in my life or th- there were things that I wanted to not be in yeah. my life anymore. Yeah. Right. And I was kind of waiting for God to take care of that. I'm like, you know, I love you. Um, I'm thankful for my salvation. I'm struggling with this. And I, there were so many things that just fell away without any struggle that I didn't realize at the time that I had to, uh, there was something that I had to do and it was to draw closer to God. It was to establish that walk and be sincere about that walk. Yeah. And it's when you, when you say, you know, some things fell off just on their own, there's, I think there's a process and we allude to it sometimes. And I don't, I don't, it's not that I haven't stepped out or categorized in any way. I just think for a process for me, the way it worked was I was going about doing my life the way, you know, I wanted to do it without right. putting God at the middle of it. And I didn't work out like we alluded to. It just didn't work out. It was horrible the way it turned out because God got my attention. Things fell for me, started to fall off when I started to put my attention and effort right. on God. Yep. And that was the whole thing. I wanted to go from just being the guy that showed up at church and did the steps to, you know, that had his salvation and did the steps to, to please God. But I wanted to go past that. Pleasing God is different than glorifying God. Definitely. Doing something that is pleasing to God, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, is you're doing the things you should do as a saved person. Right. You are very pleasing in God's eyes. Now, when you glorify God, you go above and beyond the things you're normally called to do as a Christian. You go above and beyond taking the gospel to people around the world. It's not just about sitting there and saying, Hey, uh, yeah, I'm a Christian. Right. And, and I, and I made that sound pretty weak, but it was, it reverted back to that, uh, devotion. What's in your wallet is because I felt like I, I looked at some people and, and not people at my church. These were people that I used to know in my old job that, you know, they drove around with a Bible on their dash. They, every chance they got, they, they spouted out Bible verses right. and, but yet they would treat people horribly. Right. Or they would, you know, or we'd be at lunch and they'd look at a woman walk by and make a comment. And I'm like, what? Right. Like, I don't understand how. So my interpretation, my uh, 
the way I viewed people as Christians was very hypocritical. Right. Absolutely. And I believe that turns off a, a lot of people because, and I brought this up before in another podcast, you know, there are people that um, they see the actions of somebody that says they're a Christian or they carry a Bible yeah. or a dash or whatever. Yeah. And it, it either turns them off because they're like, well, if that guy is a Christian and and he is not doing the things that even are morally right. You know, what chance do I have? Or some people look at it and they go, wow, if he can do it. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I'll raise yeah. my hand. Check Absolutely. that off the list. Absolutely. I'm saved. And, you know, I'm going to bring up a situation. You may know. No, oh, geez. Here we go. You may know about it. You may not. I don't know. All right. Here we go. He's making it. Hey, as, as my wife would say. Alan's about to make it real. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it real. <laughs> All right, here we go. But anyway, you know, there was a there was a, an event at church, and one of the people didn't treat somebody exactly the way they should have. Right. And we're all human. We make mistakes. Yeah. But it wasn't handled in a way that I would feel comfortable about bringing my wife around that environment at any point. Okay. Because it could happen again. And then I would be, there's just certain things we know, whether you're yeah. saved or not. I yeah, mean, right, right. You, know, you don't have to be saved to know that treating somebody yeah. wrong is wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but when you are in a, a leadership role, basically in a church, you should be held to higher standards. And I think when people aren't held to higher standards when they're in a leadership role, other people can see that and be like, well, this guy's in leadership. And if he can do that, well, it must be cool. You know, I think that's a, the reason a lot of people, a lot of children, when they turn 18, they turn away from church, even though they've been church their whole lives, because they see the hypocrisy. Yeah. They see their, their mom and dad yeah. going to church, dragging them to church every Sunday. But, you know, and everything's good during church three services a week. Everything's great. Uh, but they come home, you know, after church service and they kick the dog and they yell at each other. And, and the kids are like, they get confused. It's twofold, right? I mean, you can look at that and have an excuse why you wouldn't do something, but why not use it as an excuse? This is where our conversation went. Right. We could have, you and I could make up every excuse in the book. We could talk about, I wasn't good enough for God. I could talk about why I changed. Nothing bad's happened in my life. Right. But anybody that has an argument against, uh, not against why they're not doing something for God or living their life in a Christ centered way, they have just as much of an argument to do it the other way. Right. To live a Christ centered life. Well, and that's the thing. If you are in church and you're saying you're, you're a Christian, you should be reading the Bible and in there uh, and it, treating people. Right. It doesn't well. say in the Bible, nowhere in the Bible does it say not to hit your wife. Right. Not at all. So, I mean, there's a loophole. Somebody would be yeah. like, well, it doesn't say in the Bible, yeah, right. but the thing is, it says to love your wife as yourself. Right. So right there. Yeah. Walk around smacking yourself. Yeah. That loophole is closed right yeah. there because yeah. it doesn't say it definitively don't hit her, but it says to love her as yourself. So you're supposed to treat uh, her I get, respect. I get so tired of people. This is where I start to become me and not be so Christ centered. I just get really frustrated with people that 
that want to make an excuse for things. Right. You know, and I lived that way for a long time. I made an excuse for my behavior. I made an excuse for other people's behaviors. I was embarrassed when people acted a way that I knew right. better wasn't the way they should act. Not, I'm not talking about being a Christian. I'm just talking about being a gentleman. Right. Or being a man. And they didn't, they acted inappropriately. And you know what I did? I didn't tell them not to, but by not doing anything, I told them it was acceptable. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. We, we, we talked about this before, you know, doing, not doing something is a just a sin yeah. as doing the yep. wrong thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, I don't, I don't try to get off on a tangent about uh, how I viewed people as much as it was how I viewed myself. Anything that I say about anything else during this podcast, this isn't a disclaimer. I don't care what people think about this and I don't right. care what they think about uh, their view on this podcast. Right. What it is, is saying that I look at that as a reflection of me. I look back, I'll tell you where I screwed up. I'll tell you where the changes happened in my life uh, is by turning to God. Right. And if, listen, if you're driving down the road, here I go with the listen again because I get very passionate about this. If you're driving down the road and you turn this on and you're halfway through it and this isn't for you, turn it off. Right. Just turn it off. It's not, this isn't going to be a podcast that people are going to sit down and, and we're going to stroke your ego or make you feel better or right. uh, tell you things that are fluffy and kind. We are going to do that because we want to bring things out in love because of the teaching of Jesus Christ. But at the same time, you're accountable for what you do. Oh, absolutely. You have to be held accountable for what you do. And I've said this before, you know, if you'll use any excuse, you'll use any excuse. It doesn't right. matter. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, uh, you know, that's going to come back to bite me. You know, you got to hold yourself accountable. We hold ourselves accountable. We'll have a conversation. Uh, we did something on growth. Uh, uh, I don't know, a few episodes ago. I don't even know when. Yesterday, I struggled, man. I, yeah. uh, you know, my... My wife and I, she was telling me about something and, and carnally for me, I didn't, I, it wasn't, wasn't something normally I would be okay with. And I had to struggle with, you talked about this in that episode. I had to struggle because I sat there and went, man, I just talked about this. I have to, I have to live up to the standard. <laughs> right. Like I can't, you know, right. and, and it's, you know, I'm glad she listens, but geez, Louise, right. like yeah, listening absolutely. is half the battle because now I have to. Now I can't get frustrated because that's not the way I should respond. Right. And that's actually why I brought up the situation. And like I said, I don't know whether you know about it or not. Um, it's totally irrelevant. And that ship has sailed. I yeah, mean, right. Even if it was right. corrected at right. this point, I'm turned off. I wouldn't want to expose my wife to that. Yeah. Because yep. I feel bad enough for her that she has to tolerate me every day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I know the situation and I'm and I'll tell you this. I try to give somebody the benefit of the doubt, but if you know better, yeah. if you know better, I know as Christians, we're to forgive and just, you know, try to forgive isn't the right word. We are trying to love that person through right. a circumstance or situation. God's the one that forgives. Right. And that's happened, especially as a saved person. But you know better, man. Yeah. Like, you know, better. I can't, I can't walk out there and punch my neighbor in the face and go, Oh, I don't know what came over me. Right. Yeah. I'm a Christian. Right. You know, I put my, my faith and values in behaving like Jesus Christ. Right. That doesn't fly. Yeah. And I can't, there's nothing I can say outside of that, that you sitting across from me right now would go, well, it's okay. 
Right. There's nothing about that. That's okay. I have to deal with that now. And we talked about repentance and all that other stuff, but right. Yeah. You would never hear me say that's okay. (laughs) Right. I mean, there, I still have some flesh, you know, some issues with my flesh. I'd be, there are times that when I saw, if I saw you do that, I would be in there with you. It'd be like, you know, we're going to, I don't know why we're here, but yeah, yeah, no, we shouldn't be here. Right. Absolutely. But, and, and you touched on something while ago, you know, we're doing this. We're putting ourselves out there. Yeah. So we have no excuse. I mean, if we're talking about, I mean, definitely we haven't reached sanctification. We haven't gotten to that point where, you know, we still have a lot of growth to do. I think that's a sliding scale. I think it moves. Right. I think, I think sanctification is something we want to get to. Right. You know, and I, I don't mean that in jest. I know what you mean. Yeah. I just think that sometimes in life you'll go backwards as, as part of your growth. It's part of that process. Everybody thinks growth is this upward thing. Right. You just keep climbing and climbing and climbing. Right. You're growing. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. It's a, it's a hike. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, you know, sanct- we haven't reached sanctification. Yeah. We're, we're reaching toward, we're, we're working toward it. Yeah. Yep. Good point. You know, we're striving toward it. Um, but, we're still holding each other accountable because we're talking about these things. And then, like you said, you know, you were having to talk with your, with your wife the other night and this came to mind and you're like, wow, you that's know? growth. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. We, we look at things and we're like, well, we just talked about that. So I need to step up. I need to, I need to get better at this because I can't tell other people not to do something that, I'm still struggling with uh, this podcast is yeah. the biggest accountability partner. Oh, absolutely. You sit here and talk about all the things we should be doing. I can't go to the gas station and punch somebody in the face. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be like, I just heard your podcast. You're not supposed to behave like that. And exactly. not that I would, I would right. not do that, but right. you know what I mean? There's an accountability level that you talked about. Um, I, I believe this is a personal belief of mine. I think everybody that develops and fosters a relationship with Jesus Christ or, or for God should have some sort of an accountability partner because right. we all struggle and we all are weak in certain areas of our life. And, and a lot of that's not public. A lot of that's private, but right. we should have somebody that's an accountability partner. Right. And not only a, an accountability partner, but you need to have someone that you can share your blessings with Yeah, when you're struggling with something yeah. and then you come out on the other side and it's better, or you, you and I just talked about a con- uh, yeah. about yeah an issue while ago and just to see God's provisions and how things work out when we keep our hands off of it. That's the problem, especially for us men, because we're going to fix everything. Oh, we can handle that. Um, I think my wife just says it just to get a rise out of me. I don't know why you're getting so worked up. I'm like, what, (laughs) what are you talking about? Like this guy just cut me off. I almost ran off the road and and into the guardrail. Right. Yeah. I know why I'm getting upset because I'm a man. Right. Yeah. Uh, But that's our default. Right. And I, and I know the point you're trying to make accountability partners, uh, helps you when you're tempted to do something that you shouldn't and you shouldn't in the blessings that we talked about is an example, a testimony Right. Of what God has done in our lives. Even, I mean, yesterday, uh, right. this morning, I mean, there's just things there that are a blessing that when right. you, when it does happen, yeah, we should, it should be a testimony to people. We right. should be out there telling some an, an encouragement, you know, Hey, don't forget, you know, just a few weeks ago, this happened with you. You shouldn't, right. you know. I, yeah, absolutely. And we had talked about this before. We can't really, 
um, allude to a lot of things, a lot of our blessings, because people would be like, whatever. Oh, yeah. These guys. Yeah, are we nuts. talked about that. Yeah. So, I mean, we have I don't to. Care. I don't care. I mean, I care. I, I, I hope care. they get blessed and they turn to God. I really do. Yeah. As far as believing me. Right. Well, uh, we're doing this for the glory of God. Yep. And um, it doesn't matter if they believe our stories or not, as far as blessings and what the God has had. Be, you know, I don't want to turn somebody off and be like, oh, these guys are nuts. Um, but the most important thing is we can, the most important thing that we can allude to and, and try to convey to people is that we um, actually have seen God work in our lives and other people's lives. Yeah. And so there's no way that you can unsee what you've, you've right. seen. There's no way that you can be like, no, that didn't really happen. Oh, that, that was luck. Yeah. And I said, I, before, I don't want, I don't care if people believe me. That's, that's not entirely true. Right. And it sounds harsh. Yeah. I would rather them see it for themselves. Yes. Than believe what I'm telling you. I would rather them go out and get the blessings themselves. I would rather absolutely. see somebody blessed than be blessed. And, absolutely. And like, like, you know, I said the other day, a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. Yeah. And we just really want to encourage others to find their own experience and help them figure out the things that tripped us up that may be tripping them up and, and figure out a way to get over those. Yeah, we we do care. I don't really care so much for the critical feedback because it's not uh, productive. Right. It doesn't do anything but tear and uh, and not so much people giving us critical feedback. Right. It, it's just... Us being critical of somebody else doesn't, it's not productive to that person. Right. It doesn't encourage them to seek out a relationship with God or, or right. center their life around Christ. So really to do stuff like that, it doesn't make sense to us. Right. Absolutely. It, it actually, it took me a while to get rid of all the baggage that I was dragging yeah. in because, you know, we play games. We try to bargain with God at yeah. times. We're like, yeah. okay, so I... All that's gone. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not interested in that anymore. Yeah. But I'm going to hang on to this one little thing. Oh, man. And that little thing right there will, it doesn't matter to what degree you're disobedient. You're disobedient. So God cannot bless that. And the more. Oh, I he like, won't either. No. And the more that I surrender. I mean, that, that sounds like a bad term. Surrender. Uh, typically, it's 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 thought of in a negative connotation. Oh yeah, because you're you're a wimp or you're not strong enough. Right, absolutely. But when you're surrendering to God's will, everything is just so much better because it's not your plan anymore. You're not worrying about oh, I have to do this or I have to do that or I can't do that. Uh, it just takes care of itself. I mean, I, that sounds pretty simple. No, it's a it, uh, it's a good way to explain it. Two two afterthoughts on that. Uh, if I don't lose my train of thought, one is on the obedience. I wrote a devotion this morning uh, after reading in Jeremiah, and it was interesting that uh, Jeremiah was asked to pray, and it was only it was only because the captain of this army wanted him to pray, but he didn't. He only wanted a certain answer. Right. Yeah. He prayed about it or he asked him to pray about it. And then when God was like, no, nah, you can't go to Egypt. Right. It, the, 
you know, and they, they left anyways. It's like, right. well, that's not the answer we wanted. So right. Absolutely. we're just going to go, uh, Jeremiah, thanks for your time. You're coming with us. Yeah. And God said, no, I won't honor that. Absolutely. And, and we do that. To, we do. There's so many examples of that in the Bible oh. and we still do that. You know, we're like, well, I want the blessings and I want all this stuff, but I want to do it my way. Yeah. And well, our own thinking got us where we are. Yeah. So that's not going to work. Yeah. Anymore. From the very beginning. Yeah, absolutely. And then it only got tried and true over time. Yeah. I absolutely. mean, we just, yeah, we walk well, in our own bad behavior. We're, we're new. Our walk is new. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But we will never arrive. We are, um, there's, and I, I said this before, you know, even the preacher that's been preaching for 50 years will never arrive until after his life is over. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we will never, um, we will never be an expert. We will never be on top of our game. I know it all. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's pride. And I had so much of that. And I think that's, that hindered me a lot. It hindered a lot of people in the Bible uh, because like I said, I wanted to do things my way. And even the things that, you know, like I said before, we, we, we don't do works. We can't do works right. for our salvation, right. but we do works because of our salvation. And even when you want to do something for God and you, and you still want it on your terms, it's not going to work out. No, no. And the second point, before I forget, uh, when you mentioned surrender, how people sometimes, uh, they push back on it because of the way they view what surrender is. And if you think about it, it, it's not a way of being weak. If you think about surrender and having, having the ability to take things and submit them to God, right. It actually requires more strength. It doesn't, it, I mean, oh. you, you don't sit back and lay back and go, Oh, well, I'm going to surrender today. No, it's an active thing you have Absolutely. to do. You can't just sit back and say, well, doing nothing is me surrendering. It's not. I can completely confirm that. Um, it, it is difficult, like with faith. Yeah. You know, I thought I had a tremendous amount of faith before, but when you start really pursuing that relationship with God and you have to step out on faith, that yeah. is tough. Yeah. Because you have. Yeah, you take no, everything you're used to and. Yeah. Like, especially, and I said this while ago, we're men and we want to control. Yeah. You know, we want to do things our way. We want to control, protect, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But when you truly surrender and you're like, okay, God, I know this is going to work out better than my plan. Sometimes he makes you wait till the very last minute. Yeah. And that that's trying. That's yeah, very he, trying. He so, made Jeremiah wait 10 days for an answer. Yeah. And there's several instances in the Bible where people would pray or ask something. Yeah. And there was a, a delay in the response because I think I'm not trying to interpret it, but the way I, I saw it or read it was that there's a tempering there. Right. There's well, a, and it goes in hand in hand with what you said before. There's an there's a yeah. How obedient can you yes, be? Yes, absolutely. There's yeah. an anticipation of you being obedient. Yeah. What would happen if your prayers were answered every single time that you prayed uh, immediately, right then and there? 
there'd be an expectation. Uh, God would be a genie yeah. at that moment. Yeah, right. Like yeah. it's an un, it's an ungodly expectation. In fact, the Bible says, you know, the effectual, is it effectual? I think. Yes. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Yes. It doesn't mean to pray every once in a while. Right. Absolutely. And then there's verses pray without ceasing. Yes. Prayer is a con should be a constant thing. Right. That's the way I take it. And I don't think people should only turn to God when they need something. The spare tire. Absolutely. Yeah. The spare tire. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. And you know, it does say in the Bible not to use vain repetition, but that doesn't mean you can't pray about the same thing over and over. It just says, and you know, basically it's just saying you don't stand there and chant or sure things like that. But yes, we need to pray much or God is the spare tire. Um, you know, we, well, I said that wrong. Actually, we need to pray all the time. So God isn't the spare tire right. so that we only right. pray to God when there's a problem, when we have a flat, we need to get somewhere or whatever. Um, yeah. The vain repetition thing drives me crazy. Um, because I'll, I'll hear people say a prayer and it's the same thing. Right. And I know, I don't know, help me with a story. Wasn't there one Somebody told this story. They were saying a prayer and they actually blessed a meal. Yes. I <laughs> I had mentioned that because it had was mentioned in a service and the guy was talking about um the preacher was talking about how someone was asked to open the service. Oh right, right. And That's he it. yep. Yes, and he thanked God for the meal. Yeah. It's, so, I mean, it, you, you know, God's looking at that. Yeah, absolutely. Like your heart's not there. Your mind's definitely not there. Right. If you're blessing the meal in front of a church service. Right. So that's the, that's, that was the point I was trying to make is that there are people that will pray for the same thing and their heart is truly bleeding out to God. And it sounds like a redundant prayer because it occurs all right. the time. Right. I'm praying over a, 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 a circumstance. Now I pray for it every day. Right. Every day it has not changed. I pray for it and I can't, what am I going to do? Reward it? Well, actually, I've heard stories of people that, you know, actually they were praying for somebody's salvation, somebody that they knew. Um, and I've heard stories where they prayed for five, 10, 15 years. Yeah. Never saw yeah. the results. Yep. But, you know, after a period of time, the prayer was answered, but they never gave up. They weren't like, well, God, you don't really care. You yeah. Know? I've heard the same stories. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I, and I believe prayer is answered because I've also seen that, not just heard it. Right. I'm very skeptical about those kind of things, but uh, not to drag this on into prayer. This started off as a conversation about a conversation that we had. And I think we cleared that up. Yes. Uh, did pretty good job at it. Yeah. Um, well, through, you know, some days I can't carry a, a thought in a bucket. Don't even, so don't it's, even start it's rough. Me. Don't start with me. But uh, people will turn this off in a second. It's it actually, yeah. Well, that comes from been just been so zealous. There's so much I want to share. Yeah. I have to put the cap on you. I know. Like at 30 minutes, I look at you and I'm like, all right, I have to screw this little cap on. Yeah. Absolutely. Because if I shake Alan up, he's going to spray all over the place and it's going to, and then we'll be four hours into a conversation. So, absolutely. Uh, that was enjoyable, man. I appreciate it. And uh, we look forward to doing this again very soon. Enjoy your day. Bye. So that's it for this episode. We're glad you listened and hope you'll come back. If you enjoyed this episode, head on over to our website at www.graceworkswithanx.net. You can also follow us on Instagram at grace underscore works, also with an X. And if these episodes have been an encouragement to you in any way, please share it. Thanks and have a blessed day.